ones where I was like, oh, that's a goal. Like, this is a goal coming for sure. There's no way that this could be screwed up. Yeah. This is a goal. And lo and behold, uh, it was not screwed up. Welcome not, to episode was... 80. 90. 80, 90. 90. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've had the most. Uh, off the crossbar We're starting later than normal. We are just being insane. I have. There was a whole other recording that was started. Two other. Two. This is our third time trying to record. Um, third but time I, is the charm. Due to a new hobby that I picked up, which is spilling liquids all over everything that uh, I my livelihood depends on, and uh, which of course I'm talking about this podcast and hobbies, <laughs> which of course is my day job. Um, yeah, it's I've I've ruined a lot of things. Potentially, I don't know. No one knows. Um, things are probably we'll find, fine. We'll find out. Yeah, we're gonna find out. I, I at mean, least broke a dongle. I think. Yeah, I mean dongles are the worst anyway. So dime a dozen. Yeah. No, no one was saving private dongle tonight. We uh, just let it. We let her go. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, Trevor, in one of the other recordings, you were talking about. I was like, "Oh, what should we do for our hundredth episode?" And then you said, "I'm going to say something that you guys always say is a terrible idea." Then my microphone cut out, and I don't know what you said. So, what was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, and I was like, oh, I don't even know. I can't think of a single thing that I've always said was a bad idea that you've said. So I'm curious well, what that thing was. I think it's honestly Matt that's been the one that's like I brought it up to and has been like, not going to work. But it's to do yeah, an lazy. episode. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Uh, but it's to do <laughs> to do an episode of this pod like in a bar. Like we go to a corner of like beer bar and mm-hmm. just record a podcast inside a bar. The idea being that like oh. you get like the bar ambiance like background noise. Okay. But what if we did that on one of those Thursdays? Oh okay. I mean, we could do that. Okay. I guess what, the problem is that like in my head, the vision is that it's just like nobody in the bar cares what we're doing and they're all just like <laughs> oh. conversations and like noise going on, but like we're just talking in microphones in a corner we could just and edit I, that noise into an episode i feel like i could just I go sit in a bar for two hours and just voice memo. lots of slurping noises yeah <laughs> which won't be weird at all it could be during like an nba playoff game there might be uh like cheers going on in the background and, yeah. i like that idea i also think that maybe i don't know we could like hit up trey to record an episode at the stadium and maybe oh, do a yeah. video episode trevor yeah. have lucas film it for us with this yeah. nice new camera okay that's another idea we're kicking around ideas if you've well, uh we've got yeah. several cameras between us uh we, we could, could do like, like a three camera setup we could we could have angles that no one would even want we could have that many angles it'd be so great <laughs> we could only do those uh if we do it at a bar we do have to call it off the bar bar though <laughs> off the bar yeah of course yeah or if we do it at beer bar we could call it off the beer bar Oh, that's oh, pretty good. That sounds sponsored, which, uh, great. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's just do we need to talk to that guy from Modern Family or? Ooh. No, we, we should just not talk to anybody and then oh. get in trouble for it later. And oh, then we the get the episode. publicity. No, on the episode, it'd be perfect. Like, very <laughs> on brand. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trevor. You, was this met with the, uh, you know, the, the dooms naysaying that you kind of expected or apparently have no, heard in the past. Uh, Every other time go. I've been brought, it's been brought up in the past. It's been a response of like, I don't want to like manage the noise level of a bar. Did Jason say no to this? Is that, are you, are you projecting right now, <laughs> Jason onto me? 
Yeah, let's just I blame for Jason for this completely. That sounds like sounds about right. How, how about this? Why don't I actually just go to Beer Bar one of these Thursdays and you should record an episode? We can just hang, can just out, hang out. That's all, that's another oh, good wait, idea. This, Cross BFFs. It'll be next week, Trevor. It'll be a week. Not from this Thursday. It'll be a week from Thursday. Yeah. Okay. I'll actually um, go this time because oh, I won't I'll, I'll be see if feeling I can make, like crap. Yeah. So. I'll see if I can make Colin and Sarah go again. They we it was yeah. it was fun last time because they were both there and we had a great time. Just I I always I could listen to Sarah talk forever and Colin, but about different things. I'm yeah. just I like I'm trying to make my way into Sarah's contact book on her on her cell phone. Not necessarily. <laughs> I just she's got she's got all the connections to people. I'm trying to get like Jordan Clarkson's dad's cell phone number is what I'm oh. trying to do. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. Trying to weave my way in. But um, yeah, so if you, if, I don't know if you guys got ideas, if anyone listening has ideas about what we should do for our 100th episode, I feel like what this might end up being is that we just like record at my mom's house. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Dude. We'll do a Sunday dinner episode. Yeah. She would be so be excellent. She would be so stoked. My dad would grill tri-tip. It's like a normal Sunday thing. Oh. In fact, my mom is, uh, my dad, um, was is has been home alone actually because my mom's been in mexico with my sister did did she leave your dad behind accidentally i i think it was a definite home alone kevin situation like she got to puerto vallarta and was like scott (laughs) um but yeah so he's been home he grilled up some tri-tip the other day it was great uh without my mom being there um but yeah so shout out to my mom in mexico right now doing mom in mexico things i guess yeah it sounds like a blast it does that's that's suzette's social hour um <laughs> my in one of the previous recordings my social hour beginning of my social hour was that i've just started spilling things everywhere and i mentioned that tonight's tonight's sweet delight was a uh, twist of grapefruit topo chica which is a delightful beverage <laughs> um shared by both me and my keyboard this evening so yep so my solution bottoms has up been- so I still spill spill things too, but I keep my keyboard or my computer elevated on two like deck boxes for trading card games. Nice. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I need to do that actually. And I used to do that. I had like an actual, like we had a 3D printer at a few oh, companies yeah. I worked at and we had all these different little computer uh, accessories like that, that would like, we, we built like these laptop stands and also different uh port like holders for like different cords anyway yeah good times i miss having a 3d printer although they have a 3d printer over at the new library by me so maybe i'm gonna start going over there and printing some ar-15s or whatever kids do don't do that (laughs) sorry Um, (laughs) you you know we could make this our first official podcast merch oh that's a great laptop would be pretty on brand honestly yeah you can't um legally i don't think make ar-15s you would have to make an ar-15 replica that's right sorry and a high high capacity magazine replica also yeah exactly like it it would like you'd have to make a a few small tweaks because there's like patents on that kind of stuff so i'm not like yeah i I, make it like a shorter magazine or like make the barrel just a little bit longer or something like that. yeah i have a history of having shot guns i once won a turkey during a uh boy scout turkey shootout for thanksgiving where i uh shot the most uh clay pigeons me too which is really fun i love doing that 
Um, Done that. Not, but not like a huge, I'm not like a gun enthusiast by any means, but I, uh, I wonder what would happen if I tried to print, <laughs> print a gun at the library 3d printer. <laughs> I wonder what lists I would be put on. I'm sure the library would not appreciate it for one. They would really just confuse where like a 29 year old is just in the library <laughs> among like a bunch of kids learning about how the world works. And he's just printing a gun like that would got, be... like, intro to 3d printing classes. And you're like, yes, what I'm interested in printing. Yeah. Do they have like a, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy kids yeah. are like little toy dinosaurs and like little lego men <laughs> and you're like i would like to print <laughs> yeah i just pass her the plans and be like build it it's slipper, <laughs> slipper more or less illegal than counterfeit legos that's so funny that you just bring that up because i was just added to a uh a lego a counterfeit sl- lego group <laughs> a lego slack channel for my work Oh. And they were talking about buying Legos from uh, AliExpress, one of those counterfeits. Oh, oh nice. Sites. With some nice cadmium lined paint. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, you know what's funny about that also is that, uh, you know, those like warnings you get on certain things you buy that's like, this product in the state of California is known to cause cancer or birth yep. defects or whatever. And it's like. Yeah. So do you, it's it only causes cancer in California? <laughs> no, it's that I because here's the thing. Yes, I I, I, I know, but it's just kind I of actually funny. looked it up. It's just because California has a stupid rule. What's the rule? That like anything that contains one of like a hundred chemicals or like products or whatever has to have that tag if it's going to be sold in California. But like everything that it gets put on gets sold nationwide. Right. So even if it's not sold in California, like they put the tag on it because right, they're no. not going to like put the tag on the California product and not right now. I understand that, but like, are they right? (laughs) Like is California correct? That is a great question. (laughs) That's the concern. I don't care that the tags there and that even though I don't live in California, I'm just like, so, (laughs) so what I talked to my sister about this once we had a conversation and she basically was like, here's the thing about chemicals and things that exist in the world. All of them at some level like can cause cancer. So like if you have too much of just about anything, what about it's been known juice? to cause cancer. So it's not difficult. You have too much orange juice. No, like you might be able to, I don't know. I'm sure there's some that's form of cancer. That's like, Oh, you probably just had too much orange juice. Oh, but wow. anyway, so there's just so many like chemicals and like products and like ingredients in things that like have been, Sure. found to possibly maybe cause cancer and california's like list of like yeah things was it was just not strict at all it so, kind of makes me yeah, think it was a million different things that like yeah got that tag it kind of makes me think of like a more localized version of the fact that like 99 percent of candy here or like food products couldn't be sold in europe <laughs> like that yeah. kind of thing uh-huh. oh it's ooh, like ooh, i've got a great update about candy please okay uh-huh. So I had some Haribo uh, airdrops. Airdrops? I picked them up at Pyrodos, and they are eucalyptus menthol Haribo oh, Excuse me. And oh. it is the best thing. <laughs> no, it's not. One of my favorite, like probably my top 25 candies now. Airdrops menthol, eucalyptus menthol. Yeah. This sounds awful. They were amazing. They still chewy, are. Saw- chewy mint gummy candy. That sounds great. Yes. So they're... They're really chewy though, which is interesting. Oh, so it's like a much Matt, tougher it says chew. May contain traces of milk and wheat. I hope oh, I did not. It sure does. Well, at least on German food shop dot German foods dot shop says that, but maybe uh, not. I don't yeah, know. I mean that you know, same equipment. I usually don't worry about it. 
because cool. I want to try need, those. I need you don't worry candy. about it when it says like may contain. Yeah, generally. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, those look delicious. That's like exactly the type of candy I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be into. I'm into yeah. and getting um, and into. The other candy update I've got is that I still have freeze dried Nerds gummy clusters. Just yeah, waiting for bringing, us to get together. Yeah, you're bringing to the next. Home yeah, game, next right? week. Okay. The uh, not this week because we're away, but next week, the 28th of May, against the Houston Dynamo at home, in which Brian Dunseth teased that Jefferson Saverino will potentially be playing in or be available for. I will be there. Are Join we allowed some, to talk about soccer this early? No. Uh, um. Social hour, yeah, Trevor. How about you off, give Kyle. yours? Because I think Matt and I have a similar update. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. your mine's probably the odd one out here. Um, yes. So I this weekend uh, did not go to a concert mm. uh, consciously. Chose to do that. <laughs> did you go to one unconsciously? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I made the choice to not go to a concert this weekend. Um, oh. I could have. I had the opportunity. I had advance notice. I could have purchased tickets. Hmm. I just didn't. Um, what concert most, didn't you go to? <laughs> it was the Kilby Block Party. Oh, <laughs> and okay. this is this is the reason, and I don't want anybody to be upset by this. Oh no! But it's because there's only one band on the entire bill that I'd <laughs> ever heard of. When it was announced, Which and band? that was Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, yeah. She is a band. She's an institution. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's like, there was like, what, 30 some odd bands or groups that played? Sure. People? Yeah, something like that, 30 to 40. And legitimately, like, looked through the whole thing, and there were some that I was like, I may have heard of that, or somebody okay. may have mentioned them before, but... I feel like some Never. of the bigger ones, I, like I you probably heard of Animal Collective, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've heard of they Animal played. Collective. And I hope you'd heard of Soccer Mommy. I well, had I'll heard of Soccer Mommy. You. Of not listening to Social Hour in October. <laughs> yeah, because Matt time. Matt saw Soccer Mommy in uh, San Francisco, I believe. Uh, Seattle, but yeah. Seattle. Yeah. yeah, no, that was one of the bands that I was like, I, I'm sure I've heard the name, but I don't like, it doesn't Matt, register. Well, we'll get there in a sec. Okay. Yeah. So what did you do, Trevor? If you didn't go to a concert, supposedly, what did you do other than go to the game in our stead? Oh, other than go to the game. Um, yeah, I can't talk about soccer. No, I, uh, let's see. Did we talk about? I think I already mentioned this, but I picked up Ozark. I'm almost done. Not oh. picked up Ozark again. Yeah, I need um, to finish the second half of the last season. Almost done with uh, the third season. Um, oh, right. And that's where I'm at with that. And that's the TV show update. Um, but other than <laughs> that, that. Is that a sub, sub-genre? <laughs> Sub-category? <laughs> we talk about TV hour. shows that we're watching Yeah, but we haven't designated it as a segment. It'd be funny <laughs> if we had a soundboard and we had music for each segment. <laughs> so when we got into sub-segments of Social Hour, we could designate each sub-segment accordingly. This okay. might be the reason to uh, sign up for Zencaster Pro. Do they Ooh. have a, a soundboard on Zencaster Pro? Yeah. Oh, let's go. How is much is Zencaster it? Pro like, a great one. Like, like reasonable? Yeah, it's cheap. Isn't it like $2 a month or something like that? Two? No, it's 20 it's a, a month. month. Or is it mm. 20 for a year? 20 a month. Oh, okay. no, thanks. I mean. Sorry, I'm out on that. <laughs> I've wasted money on much worse things. Yeah, <laughs> believe that for sure. But I feel and like we can we can find a way to get a soundboard into this environment for less than twenty dollars a month. Oh man, maybe, but maybe not in amount of work. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Anyway, um, 
the only real other like update thing is uh i didn't get a tattoo today that got pushed to tomorrow oh i was curious um, i so months ago um i we mentioned that uh shay mcafee at tiger claw tattoo noted rsl fan um went Correct. through some rough times um got an injury i think it was he broke his back and then in the hospital there was some complications where he like almost died or did die for like a second and so he's had a long recovery from that um but and this is not like an update to tell people to call and like schedule appointments he's very slowly but surely getting back to tattooing and he's just trying to fill out the appointments that he already had booked i had started a tattoo with him like a week or two before uh he had his accident um and so they called me like a week ago and we're like hey we're trying to fill it in do you have some time next week we can do it and it was supposed to be today and then i got a call like an hour or two before where they were like sorry it's actually not going to be today one of his earlier appointments just went a lot longer and he'd rather not try to push to do too much so that's fine whatever probably better Um, for your tattoo too yeah so i'm just going to do it tomorrow get it all finished up and it's the uh I'll show you guys when it's done, but it's my, it's like my actual RSL tattoo. Oh, I'm really excited right. about it. Where so, is it? It's on my leg. It's on my, it's like not, it's on my shin, but it's like offset on one side of my shin. Is it there? Oh. It, it, does it have the RSL crest in it or no? No. So this is the, part of the reason why I got it from Shay. Well, I mean, besides the fact that Shay's like a phenomenal tattoo artist. Right. Um, but Shay is like an RSL fan, and I went to him and told him that I want an RSL tattoo, but I don't want any of the like traditional elements. Like I don't want the crest, and I don't want like it to say Real Salt Lake. I want it to just be like a tattoo that people who are RSL fans would look no. at and be like, "Oh, yeah. that's probably RSL," but not like have it, it obviously be RSL. I love that. So he designed his own, and it it looks like a crest basically, um, but it's not the rsl crest um but yeah it's got like a little bit of the crown that they use and it's got his own stylized like lion um head in it so it looks really cool i really like it it's one of my favorite tattoos and i got that several years ago and i went back and just wanted him to like expand on it just make it bigger make it better and so we were just filling in around that um just to fill it in and uh that's what we got halfway through with and that's what's going to get finished up. So, really well, excited about I'm it. Excited to you. see it. Well, I will show it to you at the Houston game. That's yeah. right. When you bring the candy. Oh, we're going to have so much, so much when fun. When and if. Well, I'm bringing the candy. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Are you going to be in the press box? Uh, I might be. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Or candy, anything, right? Yeah. Of course. That's a good question. I feel like it's been, guys, I've only been to, I need a, I need another home game experience. I think I might, if you guys are in the press box, I'll come visit you, but I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do actually. We'll see. Um, well, I'm in the press box. I might uh, have two tickets if you need them. So. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I love that. Um, Matt, what about, what about you? <laughs> What's going on? What's new? Uh, I went to two concerts kind of, well, okay. So I went to Kelly block party. Yeah, one where concert, I, two days. One con. Well, I mean, it's a festival, so. I mean, is that out. what you're calling two concerts, or did you actually go to two no, separate? No, things? he went to one. Uh, like yesterday. Was hey yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Last night I went and saw, a progressive metal band, Pain of Salvation, uh, which was a lot of fun. That My rules. dad's a big prog metal guy. Your uh, dad was 
looking had, stoked. He had the best time. <laughs> I love that yeah. your dad's a metalhead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first things, like when I first met Matt's dad, Matt was like, oh, hey, this is Trevor. He likes prog metal and dream theater. And that's like what we bonded on Matt yeah. rules. for the first several times we hung out. We would just talk about music. Yeah, really cool. Through. I like him. Yeah. Um, anyway, there were like 50 people there. It's a, you know, a pretty well-known band among, you know, in progressive metal. What venue yeah. was it at? Turns out, uh, ooh, Metro Music Hall. So, oh, nice. that makes it. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, makes sense. You know, 40 people and it was blazing hot, uh, which is, yep. you know, <laughs> about right. I've got an update on blazing hot. Yeah. Do I ever. Um, so I wanted to read you the, uh, the, uh, if I can type properly. The Pain of Salvation Wikipedia description sure. uh, of their <laughs> musical style. Of course, let's go. Um, because it's, uh, yeah, and it's progressive metal. Uh, so it's, you know, it does have some of those like earlier prog rock elements. Um, but here, here we go. Their music is inspired by The Beatles, Faith No More, Jeff Buckley, Jesus Christ Superstar, <laughs> and also other musical genres like jazz, classical music, and ethnic music. Sometimes hip hop, soul, and funk elements can be heard in their songs, which like just a, a very that's like, awesome funny. It's a co- sort of a cosmic jumbo, as yeah. It were. But but as you know, there there are a lot of normal metal you know, prog metal elements, uh, but those things are also there. So it you know it's accurate, but it's it's sort of leaving a lot out, and I think that's very funny. Uh, other that's than that, amazing. so I saw that um, had some friends. Visiting from Seattle for uh, Kill We Block Party, so that was good. And yeah, I've just been uh, working my way through a bunch of short stories by Sarah Pinsker, and uh, highly recommended. Uh, and any of her short story collections are really good. Who are your favorite sets for, uh, oh, during yeah. Kill We Block Party? Um, so that's a good question. I think uh, Soccer Mommy is probably my top, uh, which isn't surprising, but it was a very sharp set. Uh, it was sharp, and it was. I, I I liked it. I thought it just like due to the nature. Like I don't I don't know how good of a festival band. Like I feel like oh, yeah. the 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 uh, format you saw them in in Seattle was probably more amenable to like their whole thing. Um, yeah, not a, not a great festival band in that way. Yeah, and like sharp is a great way to describe it. Anyway, um, Sloppy Jane was uh, wild and not what I thought I'd be getting into. Okay. Uh, it, it's kind of like uh like indie pop art rock almost uh but very aggressive yeah. and i'm i'm a little sad how late i got there on saturday uh, not that late but i i missed i missed like those first two rounds and also i guess three i didn't see sloppy jane yeah uh worth worth seeing if you ever get a chance uh, i don't want to spoil too much but it's a uh, uh, it's very performance heavy. Who did you see after Sloppy after Sloppy Jane? Did yeah, you... I I stuck on that south sa- stage for most of the time. We while we b- bounced between uh, north and south. I'm just pulling <coughs> up the. Did you see Choir Boy immediately after Sloppy Jane? Uh, I saw part of it. We were grabbing food at that time, but yeah, loves. Uh, I thought yeah. that was good. I thought Always was really good. Always was good. Um, uh, Binky was fun. Johnny was fun. Clara was good. Uh, but, you know, all told, it was it was a good show. And uh, it's always nice. hard at festivals because you're having to bounce between things. And yeah. You lose an element of discovery, right? Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, I know this band, so I'm going to go see this band. Yeah. Instead of these other three 
that are options for me. Um, yes. For and, me, I was very much seeing bands that like I knew and like already like cared about. So yeah. Yeah, and, and um, that that is what it is. Uh the other thing is uh food truck lines are ridiculous and uh well ooh, yeah, I guess ooh. I've got an update on that. And I think that's all my update, so I'll hand so, it over to you. <laughs> yeah, I was also at the at Kilby Block Party three. You, okay. <clears throat> so this is the second Kilby Block Party I've been to. The other one was that one that, that Death Cab headlined. What was the other what was the third? Do you know what the, I'm talking the about? The second one? Or is was the first one the Death Cab one? I think so. And what um, was the second one? That it was like November twenty twenty one or October. It was last fall. I I think so. Now I'm. Who, do you last remember who fall was there? Was like seven months ago. Yeah, isn't that weird? So that like yeah, October twenty twenty one. That seems really close. Who played? Who played it? Was it also a similar? It would have been similar format to the first one where it was just one stage, right, in like four bands or something. Yeah, it was in the Granary District. Um, Young the Giant built a spill. Built a spill play? Come on. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, I don't know how I like that just escaped my like consciousness. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely smaller. This was was huge. I had tickets for it, but uh, I wasn't like super excited for any of the bands. So I saw. I would have loved to see probably lose instead. Yeah. The first one was great. I like Death Cab played and I Mm. very much love Death Cab. But um. Yeah, so this one was funny because uh, I bought VIP tickets to the Kill Me Block Party 3 last weekend. Like, Highly recommend VIP tickets. I did not, and I was jealous the entire time of your free popcorn. Extremely worth the extra like 50 or 60 bucks or whatever. <clears throat> because few few things. One of the biggest ones, re-entry. You could come, come and go as you please. That means no waiting in the gigantic food lines. Two unlimited free popcorn yeah. and and otter pops on the second day um and hot dogs and like pops? yeah well and oh, and if man. you if you didn't have gluten sensitivities you could have had there were all these different delights going on in the vip thing uh definitely like way better viewing areas for a lot of the sets um really took advantage of that during phoebe bridgers mm. specifically the troubles though a lot of like our friends didn't do it also so like we were choosing between being with our friends during a lot of these sets and then or being in the vip area however dr colin and sister brooke okay we have we have uh, so brooke is also like an incredible librarian so i i bounce between calling her librarian brooke librarian or oh book brooke book that's a good one too how about master brooke mass that's great too master's degree in yeah i i i, I love that i think yeah i think so um but i do we like sister- on the podcast sometime we should have brooke on the podcast that actually is a great idea but master is just i hate saying <laughs> i hate saying that <laughs> yeah, so i like it's was thinking of some past yeah it's just got some yeah like they don't even say master bedrooms really anymore it's yeah. just there's some weird vibes there so yeah. master is just kind of a weird thing um, she is a master at librarianism, though. So I like Sister Brooke a lot too, which is great. But I do like Librarian Brooke a lot. Book Brooke, Book Brooke rules. That is yeah, great. That is anyway, great. so they had VIP, they had VIP tickets as well. So we were like with them off and on through the the, the weekend. But um, yeah, highly recommend paying that extra money next time. It um, wasn't that much extra either. I regretted it the entire yeah, time. Yeah, everyone I talked to was like, "Why did I not just do that?" And I was yeah. like. I'm glad I did. And I was like, I was in a work meeting when the tickets came out and I was like worried, worried they were going to sell out. So I just, anyway, 
Um, so after the first, let's see, first day, favorite bands. Uh, I when I first got there, I saw World's Worst, amazing band, really, 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 really good, kind of like shoegazy emo pop punkish, in the vein of like I don't know, maybe some title fight ish, but very much a big fan of the world's and i kept running into the world's worst guys and i kept talking to them and i saw them like like 20 times that whole weekend really nice guys they play a show next month at kilby with uh idiot amin which is a band that played right before them on that same stage another good band i didn't see them but i've listened to them on spotify very good carsey headwest was really good um enjoyed that set quite a bit claro and then mac demarco that last set of the night, them like the headlining act playing for an hour and a half is a long time. That was a long show, yeah. That's a long, like Trevor, I know you perked up on that. The last, the headlining acts played for 90 minutes. Yeah, like for a festival, that's too much. It's like really long. Yeah. An hour is two or three band show, like that's fair. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen a band play for an hour and a half. Like, I mean, I think when I saw Dream Theater, they did at like at least that. I think they did two hours, but it was, they had an opening band for like 30 minutes and then it was them. When I saw Dream Theater, it was three hours with with an intermission. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah. Well, you, you watched them like 10 or 12 years ago, right? When they were doing evening with tours. Yeah. It was like 18 years ago or something. Okay, so that's weird. I don't it, it was when the, during their evening with, um, or their yeah, yeah whatever they called yeah. it, their evening with, the, yeah. which was basically yeah, they yeah. played like three and a half albums it's worth of long. music with an intermission. <laughs> so, it was like their only yeah, it was just them. So like yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that's kind of a thing. But like the end of the night and it's an hour and a half set is crazy. Yeah, like after being outside all day. <laughs> yeah, the Mac DeMarco first, set was like really long. I liked Mac DeMarco, but I was like okay. So after the first night, there was a uh, after party at, at Urban Lounge where in which Choir Boy played. Okay, they played the second day as well. But Choir Boy is they're from here. Uh, the singer Adam has been in a few different bands. One of which is, was called Timber a long time ago. Um, and I went on tour with uh, him and another band back in 2011, like the summer after oh. I graduated high school. So I've known Adam forever, and I really, really, really like Choir Boy. Um, so seeing them at urban lounge later that night was great. But the thing about the heat though, part of the reentry is that I was, um, able to go back to my car and get a nice little like hoodie and jacket when it got mm. chilly that first night. So I, yeah, it was great. And then we went to urban lounge and then I was just burning, 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 burning hot. And there it was like the hottest room I've ever been in in my life. Um, but anyway, great set. And then the next day I actually got there right as choir boy started playing the next day. So I saw choir boy <laughs> twice and like, 14 hours um another great set was like surprised about how good they were during the day on an outdoor stage like that's they had never played in the daytime before or outside <laughs> so um really cool love their set um soccer mommy always uh then kevin divine played and wow that was a great set sorry lucas i know you don't love him but my goodness that was just it, it was fantastic um, then went to Taco Taco, oh, <laughs> and, nice. which was another benefit of uh reentry. Um, Taco Taco was great, and then saw Phoebe that night. And I was couldn't believe how many uh children were in the crowd oh, like literal so children. Old. And it was oh. it was a good way to feel old showing up at that place that weekend. Yeah, what did you think of her set? I thought it was really great. Uh, Phoebe actually like 
came up short on time. So she just kind of played a song she wasn't planning on playing, which was Georgia, which is a, just an amazing song, which I couldn't believe that she played. Loved it. Um, yeah, I, 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 she's great. <laughs> she really is great. And I like, um, she ended with, I know the end of course, and that's just an amazing song. And I loved the end of that song, but, or the end of the set, which was that song. Other than that, you know, just had a good, uh, I mean that that week that that really took it out of me those two days I was so yeah. so 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 tired but Matt there's a place that I went Ooh. called um Arempas on State Street do you know what this is it's Venezuelan right it's is that the Venezuelan place Venezuelan empanadas and arepa Dude. arepas and that all place of their empanadas and everything is gluten free because they use oh. corn flour and it is extraordinary right. so you have i haven't had an empanada and i don't know how long and yeah. they have gluten-free empanadas and okay. they're just they're, they're so good. good they're so good and um yeah anyway so went there kind of it's a long it's like bar food for a lot of the people around there because there's those bars around there oh yeah yeah um we, we tried to go the there. arrival of jefferson Saverino. that's right know. that's right and they uh we tried to go there the, on friday night but the line was just too long and it was going to be too long and then there was you know that street you know the edit uh uh what's that street called um the one that kind of curves in that little l shape that goes by the one that the heavy metal shop is on i can't talking about the one like that are the place is on that little yeah. like yeah that little l that's exchange. the i don't remember what it's count called but yeah it's that tiny little place what did you say matt exchange exchange place yeah. Okay. yeah exchange place um also is right next to that bar twist which is one of the most evil places on earth and there's just always just the most insane stuff taking place not only in the bar but outside the bar and uh there was a hilarious fight that i filmed and oh, <laughs> that was yeah. taking place outside of that place it was great hilarious hilarious thing to watch um uh yeah exhausting weekend overall um but then today let's see skipping taste tuesday i got a new car today oh congratulations which is great what kind of yeah. car the exact same car i got <laughs> i had before just the sport version so i've got a white Subaru crosstrack <laughs> Nice. I was just like, I love this car. I'm just going to do it again. So yep. well, I was um, in the same it, boat three months ago, five months yeah, ago. I love it. It's Something great. Like it. I was just like, just like the perfect size, everything. Just, I love it. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's that. And then uh, I, I've been like, after, oh, it's, we're, we're in for a late night. So I need to watch more movies. I've like, I've been, I've been slacking. Really funny thing to hear you say, by the way. I, I, it is really funny, but I've, I've I've honestly been slacking. I've been listening to there's this podcast. It's on the Ringer Network. People are probably familiar. Um, it's called The Big Picture with Sean Fennessy. I really like that podcast, and I, it makes me want to listen. It makes me want to watch more movies. And I've been watching. I, I really hate Bill Simmons, <laughs> but I've That's even right been here. listening to episodes of The Rewatchables with Bill Simmons. And I'm like, I need. There's a bunch of movies I need to watch. Um, Including, I'm like dying to rewatch Inglorious Bastards now because I have not seen it for a couple of years. Um, it's been my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, and I think I feel justified. And uh, Trevor, come on, sorry. Uh, I listened to the rewatchables <laughs> about that, and like that's kind of I anyway. I, I love that movie, and I want to watch it again. It's um, a really good movie, and it's definitely like top three Quentin Tarantino movies. What are your other two? This is the problem: is I don't like. I they don't have a solid, like, sure. defined list, and it constantly <clears throat> rotates. 
what are the it's, it's usually just the right last now. three that i've watched but um right now it's probably inglorious bastards and um <laughs> you got well, all weird no, I'm just that. like listing the top three okay 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 inglorious bastards is in there um kill bill is in there okay and uh the hateful eight is probably hateful in there. Eight is really good for sure yeah hateful eight's just like i love how long it is but it's like too long of course yeah um but, and i also listened to a rewatchables episode with sean fantasy chris ryan and quentin tarantino where they were talking quentin tarantino has this obsession with uh, christopher nolan's dunkirk and he said like <laughs> after the fourth time he just thought it was extreme like the after the first time he saw it, he was like wow that was that was pretty crazy after the second time he was like like wow that was that was really cool and then after the third and fourth times he was like wow this is just like amazing so hmm. now i kind of really want to rewatch dunkirk but um yeah anyway and they normally don't do rewatchables episodes on movies like they did that in like the movie dunkirk came out in like 20 like 2017 and they did that in like the end of 2018 or 2019 oh but wow anyway so yeah uh that's i think that's it. other than the spilling that's been going on uh i think that's that's it but i've just been you know vibing oh yeah actually that's funny hold on my friend Sam makes really good art and uh, you guys can't see this, but look at this illustration of a, of a Topo Chico bottle. Oh, oh that's cute. Sam Larson on Instagram. Owen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Owen. Uh, uh, he's, he's very, yeah, Sam Larson. He makes, he's, he's very popular on Instagram. Ariana Grande follows him and I used to try to get him to DM her for me, but it, <laughs> he never did. Unfortunately. Um, what a terrible friend yeah amazing artist but i just was thinking about the topo chico that spilled on my computer earlier and then i saw the art illustration that was i'm just glad i didn't get on the illustration that is true that is way more important um anywho should we talk about soccer let's talk about can i give a real quick social hour update yes just while you guys have been talking about concerts add that to the document we need an addendum oh okay (laughs) hold on trevor don't say yet social hour addendum <laughs> Trevor Brady has another has thing an additional he'd like to bring up. He thing. says it's an additional thing. All right, but you may go is, ahead. It's related. So you got we're just talking about concerts, and this summer is like I've talked about it before. Love concerts, like going to concerts. Last especially with the last two years, it's one of the things that like I really missed doing. Yeah, and, going and seeing and so i kind of decided that this summer now that all the bands are like out and going to concerts again like we're gonna go see concerts and we're not gonna be like afraid or worried about like how expensive they are or like anything like we're just gonna go have fun at concerts so while you guys were talking i just bought tickets to two concerts that i've been meaning to buy tickets to which ones and i finally just did it um it's the coheed and cambria concert they're coming in august with whom are they playing with they're playing with dance gavin dance amazing and mothica who have never ever heard of before i, mean, I don't life. think i've heard a dance gavin dance song since like 20 2010 or yeah they're another band that like i definitely should be way more familiar with than i am but i'm not so it's we're okay. excited to go see them go better uh, for sure i saw coheed in like uh it's probably 2018 maybe anyway who else um, then we also bought tickets to go see Atreyu and Asking Alexandria <laughs> and Atreyu? nothing more. Atreyu is playing shows in 2022. 
no they just released a new album like what? three months ago it's great dude it's really really good wow Ooh, that is speaking of great new albums throwback. really enjoyed the new arcade fire album today oh i didn't know that was out i i've been bad at listening to to new music also wow well i've, I've, I've been listening to the new kendrick album but i i accidentally reactivated my uh instagram because i was trying to sign into my finst my finsta but i i was like already logged something happened where i reactivated my my other instagram which is a huge i'm very not stoked about it and i can't deactivate it for a week after i accidentally which is so dumb yeah that's i'm so mad about it anyway um but i was uh i can't remember where i was going with that but whatever anyway (laughs) um it's something to do with music oh i think that's how i learned a bunch of shows were happening is because I followed a bunch of artists on that Instagram oh, and um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I didn't realize how much I was missing out on like things like just knowing certain things were happening because of that, but whatever, man. So rest All in right. peace. All right. Soccer time, I guess it's soccer time. Uh, should we start with the fun stuff or the not fun stuff? Uh, is, oh. um, what's I'm, just looking at the, I'm looking at what's on the dock and I'm, having oh. trouble determining what's the, fun stuff and not fun yeah, stuff. What, <laughs> do you think the David Cho stuff is fun? No. <laughs> looking <laughs> at numbers is always fun. I love looking at numbers and spreadsheets. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we'll start with the fun one. Uh, MLS salary dump day happens twice a year. Uh, it's like Christmas in May, I guess. Kind of. Uh, so it's, it's Christmas in May for a very niche group of MLS fans. Which, I feel like. I feel like we, we are definitely part of, but we yeah. understand if a lot of you are just going to tune out the next 10 or 15 oh, or 30 don't minutes. Don't we're talking about this for 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I promise it, Matt well has enough info hour. to dig through that would last 15 to 20 minutes. We will not take 15 minutes. All right. So a few things we've learned from this uh, salary dump. Uh, so Real Salt Lake is the lowest ranked team in base salary uh, summed up. Um that's not too surprising, I think, because we have been without designated players for a long time, and now we have designated players that... Uh, but, like, barely. Well, I mean, Demir Krylik, who's making, like, 1.1 million, and uh, Sergio... At one point something. Doesn't matter. He's making over a million dollars. He's uh, the only player on the team. you're right. Making um, over a million. Oh, uh, Bobby Wood is close, actually. Bobby Wood's yeah. at a million. Yeah, a million guaranteed compensation. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're sitting at like 9.48. Uh, of course, uh, those numbers don't include Anderson Julio, who uh, almost certainly bumps us up somewhere between two hundred and six hundred thousand dollars Wait, one question more the players on this list who have their club listed as major league soccer are these unsigned free agents uh they are players that had guaranteed deals with major league soccer not necessarily their club uh, okay. so if you see like, wait uh, so Matthias Pellegrini, jürgen dam yeah is who where is he right now, and why is he? he so he was six million dollars for being a right bought back? out by Atlanta. Atlanta bought him out oh and released my. him. One, yeah. He was guaranteed one point six, and they released him. Oh yeah. no! Did you see him with Atlanta? He was well, trash. I can't believe they were paying him that much. Well, yeah. When they, I mean, 
I mean, he yeah, was never like, but when they signed him, he was like a big signing. He was supposed to be I a mean, big, huge player. And they signed him like a multi-year, like huge deal. And then he just sucked. He like flopped out of the, the of L tree as well. Didn't he? Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, no, he's been very bad ever since he signed for Atlanta. And like, nobody cares about him anymore. Pretty good. Wow. Uh, so, uh, RSL lowest ranked, almost certainly going to move above that. We're not going, I think to move, uh, beyond the 25th percentile. And again, that's because we are just in the the range of not having true designated players. And uh, given the success of some of these people, I I I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like Shakiri came out as with a one point or eight point one five three million dollar deal today. Uh, so yeah, no. Thanks Shakiri right? that much money is so uh, crazy. And I love Shakiri, but man, Carlos Salcedo makes more than any RSL player uh, in. More than, oh, not more than Bobby Wood and Demir Krylik combined, but not far off. Uh, so I've also done a little, uh, not digging, but a spreadsheet manipulation uh, to see where we rank with players that are about. So when you discount all players uh, above the DP level of like 675 or so, uh, we are actually pretty firmly in the uh, 75th percentile. Um, in terms of salary paid to players who are uh, between, you know, the minimum uh, $80,000 and right, the, the that DP minimum. So it's it's not saying much, but it's yeah, something Yeah, because like every team has to fill out the rest of their roster. And like, that's who you're going to fill the rest of your roster out with, right? Yeah. yeah, and we have more in that range than most teams. So most teams will have had like discretionary TAM to operate with and that's probably the biggest difference is we just don't have a lot of tan players and i think we're seeing now that uh tan players make a difference in this league yeah designated players i think you could go either way on a lot of them but tan players make a difference so i don't know um other interesting things david ochoa who we'll talk more about in a second is making one hundred three thousand dollars. uh certainly not uh, enough for a starting goalkeeper uh, and we'll get into no, that. but it makes i mean it makes sense for a 20 year old through and those it, eyes oh, like yeah. that's about the right number but um he's making less than uh a player that's not on a roster in andrew putna uh so yeah. <laughs> that's uh its own set of problems that is uh, Thomas gomez is on the list he's at eighty four thousand. Uh, so that clears that up. And uh, <laughs> I guess. Never mind. Perfectly clear. And uh, Saturday's match winner, Andrew Brody, is making $85,000. So we're, we're definitely getting a Wait, lot out of players that, that are not new, is, Was that before his new contract, though, do you think? Oh, probably. Because he like just signed an extension. Like literally yeah. two days okay, before Okay, yeah, that. yeah, that's fair. It's um, got to be but before. But that's also why they release two of these a year because they have a summer window where a whole bunch of teams sign extensions sure. and new players. So we'll see in September when they release that one, what his yeah. new number is, but cool. up until now we've been paying him basically the minimum. Yeah. It is the minimum for his age. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cordova's I think worth talking about. Um, re- so he recently came out on Twitter basically and said, like laughed at the idea that he's a designated player. <laughs> um, 
He is a designated player. Like, let's be clear about this. (laughs) I wonder why he takes so much issue with that. Yeah. Well, I think it's because, I mean. Like, what difference does it make to him? (laughs) I think it's just, and I don't know anything about Sergio Cordova's personality, but if I'm a player on a team that is not the star, not the face of the organization, just there on loan, I would not want any extra like undue pressure put on me so i feel like him being a dp like puts eyeballs on him and puts pressure on him that maybe he doesn't want if he's just here to just get reps get games get minutes try to score goals and then go back to augsburg and like actually like use momentum that he builds here to be a better player in germany like you don't want that additional pressure yeah and that's best case for him like that's why you come on loan to a place like real salt lake exactly yeah. So that, anyway. that's that was my read of it was he just didn't want people to be like, oh, this is the best player on the team. Let's put that pressure on him because I think he's here just to build momentum and like kind of jumpstart his career that kind of stalled out in Germany. Yeah. So yeah, but and- <laughs> by the very like technical definition, he's a designated player on this team. Yeah. Which basically just means they've spent zero allocation money on his salary the second they spend any he won't be so an interesting thing about uh that is we did some research and i think we touched on that last episode right around uh the amount being paid by so so his cap hit is determined by the amount at least in part by the uh salary he's paid by the partner club yeah so uh, because he comes from augsburg who's owned by the same owner as rsl they combine his salary. So even if Augsburg is paying him $600,000 and we're paying him the difference, it still gets combined to whatever yeah. the total is now. And if the total is above the DP threshold, then he's a DP. Yeah. And he's a DP until the team decides to buy him down. So and if you want to have that conversation again, listen to last week's episode. There's the uh, fun part of our uh, news and rumors. <laughs> uh, who wants to take this other one? Uh, oh, maybe wait, let me, let me double check. Uh, we'll, Missed. Oh well. Uh, I guess one thing. Uh, Gustavo Cuellar. I've seen nothing wow. new regarding him. Uh, yeah, it looks no. like his injury that we talked about uh, last week. I think um, looks to have been not so bad. That's good. Uh, and then following up on another. I'm not rumor, sure if that's good for us, but yeah, yes, that's good for him. Um, Sebastian Saucedo had been released by Pumas. He signed with Toluca. And the fans of Toluca were not stoked on Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, it's just. Great. Just weird situation. Um, yeah, so I guess now we could talk about David Ochoa. Yeah, let's talk about David Ochoa. How, um, I don't know how much we're going to talk about David Ochoa. So I'll Some? let you guys take the lead. Okay, so David Ochoa... Uh, Didn't make took, the bench, right? He took Real Salt Lake out of his Instagram bio. <laughs> Which That's is one not, thing I This, this is my favorite part of this whole thing is because like... Instagram sleuthing is not like journalism or reporting no, no, or like is. any of that stuff, but it, but it totally is. is. No, on the rank of journalism so reporting, many, like it goes like Venmo transactions, <laughs> Instagram bio. There's I'm been so many wonder, like things that is. people see and find and stories that have get broken based on people's Instagram updates. So the important bit he is might that be down in Mexico right now, actually. That David Ochoa oh, really? removed Real Salt Lake from his Instagram bio. It just now simply reads athlete. Uh, <laughs> he has not been on the bench for RSL for several weeks. Uh, his last say, 
what type of athlete he is or is he it's just a generic athlete. athlete now yeah mm. um hey, he is- played in the open cup game where he allowed one goal and i believe that was his last action with rsl in any capacity like he hasn't made the bench or played anything he's not playing with the monarchs either um so it doesn't look good no it doesn't like like the optics of that is is not good we've heard from pablo uh he was asked directly about it i think after the game um this past weekend and pablo gave a very pablo wordy kind of talk Uh, around the actual issue answer uh basically he's been saying the same he's been saying the same kind of thing just saying that David Ochoa is not mentally or physically ready to be back playing with RSL, uh, which sounds like it's, uh, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think he's in Oxnard right now, actually. I don't think he's in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and hopefully it's not anything serious. And, uh, I'd much rather this was him gearing up for a transfer to another club, uh, than any alternative, right? Where, you know, where he's needing to take time off for personal reasons. Um, yeah, yeah, that was another thing. It was mentioned that he had an excused absence for personal reasons, I think two weeks ago. And last week, it was just simply a coach's decision. Um, Which but, it wasn't a coach's decision, by the way. No, I think there, there's just... <laughs> it, like Paul, it, it said, up. not playing coach's decision because they can't say, uh, like... Not playing isn't here. Player decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. not that wasn't a coach's decision, absolutely not. <laughs> no, and I, I, that's, I guess, kind of the point I'm getting to is yeah, we can't really are. buy whatever. But the uh, team is feeding us at this that. point about it. But be like, the story is not. We're not getting a straight story from anybody um, well, through official channels. Well, yeah, through. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pablo's telling. Caveat. I honestly don't know what I'm allowed. Uh, okay. I mean, we've, he, we've heard rumors. Let's say this. Off, okay. How about this? He was offered a contract. He said no. And it was a contract that was a lot more than what he's making right now. And he said no. So. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we've heard rumors and none of them are good. Um, David Ochoa's contract expires at the end of this season. Yeah. Which means in about Ooh. one month, he's free to sign a pre-contract with another team and leave uh, RSL on a free transfer. Um, or we could potentially sell him in the summer window for very cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly insane that it's at this point versus like compared to like how like with his with what he meant to RSL just like last like year. three weeks ago, which is such yeah. a bummer. Four weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's got people in his camp that are pushing him one way, which may not be the way that we would prefer, but. But it also sounds like there's nobody at the team that's really pushing him the other way either. I mean, he got a con- I, I I don't know. He got it. Regardless of what the team and the club, the organization are doing, if he if he leaps on a free, it looks really bad. Yeah. And that might mean even even if that means even if even if that's in spite of the club doing everything they can to keep him, which I don't know what that would look like. I don't know if that's promising him playing time right now or what even though he like hasn't played for a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's going to take, but regardless of what they do, if he, if he does leave on a free looks bad, man. And yeah, it really I mean, he was just called up to the Mexican national team. Yep. Uh, and Zach McMath, like uh, has been overperforming 
and maybe he'll continue through the season. That's not, it's not his fault, right? Unless no, it is, that'd be not. bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just secretly Zach McMath's fault. Famously a good locker room guy, but it's his fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all knew this was coming at some point, right? We just, we knew he was going to leave. It sucks that nobody like, wants it to happen this way. No, especially for us to have, I mean, literally invested in him as like kind of cold as that sounds for a decade at well, least. But like that's, yeah, but that was the thing. It would be a failure because of what we've heard from the team for the last million years, which is that no. like we're going to be the team that develops players and sells them on. Sure. So like when David Ochoa came up, like that w- we all knew he wasn't going to be a lifer fine we're over it yeah. already that's but, cool yeah if he leaves as a 20 year old after playing one season with rsl and then goes out like this <laughs> yeah like this yeah, is not what you want. this is like carlos Salcedo all over again except way worse way worse like we got a million dollars for carlos Salcedo, but we could get zero dollars for david ochoa which one of those is worse zero or a million I'd argue that zero is worse. We'd hold his MLS rights. Oh, goody. <laughs> Seems like he's real excited about coming back to MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's likely we said this last year, but I was just like, this guy's going to be in league MX soon. And I thought yeah. it was going to happen last year. Um, I, it feels like it's going to happen. I can't remember which teams announced that he, that they were or not announced, but like it was leaked or whatever that, that yeah. teams were made offers or were interested or whatever. There was, it wasn't heard, San Luis. Was it, was that one of them? Oh, it, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, that would be hilarious. That yeah. would be funny. Um, I think they were one, but I also heard rumors that there was like a couple teams in Spain. Oh, as well. And what was Fulham in the mix or am I making that up? I, well, think, I don't know if I've heard Fulham. I think I've heard a couple teams in Spain, and then I it think it was a team in Germany or Italy. No, I'm thinking Fulham. But like, who, then it was like five teams in Mexico. Yeah. So I need someone else. I'm thinking for Fulham, but yeah, this you all, can go to Europe. This all sucks a lot. Yeah, yeah it's not good. <laughs> all right, should we move on to something that sucks less? Yeah, yeah, sure. Real Salt Lake played Austin FC. And uh, Kyle and I both watched at least large portions of the game uh, at the concert. You guys watched, if best memory recalls, it. the worst parts of the game. That actually is true. I, I saw the first goal, or RSL's first goal. Oh, did you? I Michael saw Tango. Austin's goal. <laughs> I also saw Austin's goal. And I saw, actually, I didn't see, it was when I about, I was a little while after I stopped watching is when uh, Michael Chang scored. And then, uh, yeah. So, but what I did watch wasn't great. I was really concerned, actually. Yeah. And I was worried this was going to be another Nashville episode, but I, um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's this thing where, uh, I am very like, okay, Trevor, how was the atmosphere at the game? It looked great. Uh, the atmosphere was great. Um, well, okay. The atmosphere got great. Um, it was great to begin. Um, people were late also was another thing. Like I, but that's like par for the course. I know, I know, I know. But like, I'm, I'm, I look, I know people are busy. It's also like, there is a thing in this state that people just show up late to things or think that like you can get somewhere. Like if the game starts 
at seven, you're like, oh, I live in, I live like 20 minutes away. I'll just leave at six 30. Like that's, you're yeah, going just- to be in this, you're going to be in your seats 30 minutes after kickoff. Like I, there is just like, I, I, I'm sympathetic people being busy. I'm not, that's I'm, not well, like, okay. I, it's, I don't have kids. So I get that. But like, there is. <laughs> Come on, like every like other I'm, teams do this way better than us. I'm not sympathetic. Okay, like I you have a kid, you can say this. It got to the point where it's just like, and you live in Provo. Yeah, you've just got to like plan. Like I don't understand yeah. how people have like plans to go somewhere at an event, whether it's at the theater or whether it's your kids' play or whether it's a violin recital or a soccer game. Lots of theater stuff for the first. Whatever three of those it games. is you know that you've got to drive there. You know that you've yeah. got to park. You know that you've got to walk in and you may have to present a ticket to somebody. You may have to get searched. And like, secure. Exactly. You know what it all entails. So you should be able to plan for that. Why don't people and I show don't up? understand how people don't. It's so weird because like the stadium was like a, like a, like a quarter of the stadium that ended up a quarter of the total people that actually showed up, like were not there until like, 35 minutes into the game from from the tv perspective and uh, yeah from the, the tv perspective path. i would disagree with that just because that might be dude like didn't, i didn't notice that the stadium was like super empty when the game started it was definitely like seats were not filled but reason why it wasn't it, like, like any worse need, than it was yeah. any other week no 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 and i'm not saying it it, it was worse than any right. other week it, it was just it's it's just funny like i don't like i'm i'm, 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 I'm i was rewatching the the broadcast and um so I actually wanted to pay attention to it. Um, but I uh, I saw, like, it, it was probably like 25 minutes into the game. Like, Brian Dunseth gave a shout out to the fact that it was like another sellout or whatever. And, like, it, it's panning around the stadium, like, a little bit. With, and I'm like, like, you should have saved the, this was a sellout line for, like, the 65th or 70th yeah. minute or something. I was just like, there were massive chunks that were just not there weren't there and i was like okay i know like more people are coming but it's just a funny time doing to, to say I, that i don't on know that there were so if you go to oh, the really? screenshot i posted in slack oh so, yeah there's so a this bit, is there's... the 87th minute or 88th minute oh, okay but that's that's too late because a lot of people leave so like here's the thing the, the aisles are clear in this photo that is true um and yeah, no it <laughs> it's it just it's not full in this photo right and that's fine like i and, and get I, it I, I, oh. I don't think the stadium was like full, full. Like, I mean, we've seen the stadium full before. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen the stadium for like, for like raucous sellouts, big games. We've seen that atmosphere. It was, it was not that atmosphere. This was a good regular season game atmosphere. Big, Big complaint right here. Why do I need to have a VPN in order to watch a replay of this game on the ESPN app? What is that about? Why would it be blacked out on a replay? Still blacked out? Yes, as of earlier today, I had to like connect to a, my VPN in order to watch this dang replay of a I, game. I think it's I, like I would, a three-day window. Oh my, that is so annoying. Um. Anyway, okay, let me skip to this. I mean, okay, yeah, you're right. Sixty-seven. I that's a bad example. I mean, and it happens, right? Like, not every game happen. is going to be full, uh, but it is hard to be told that it's a you know a fifth consecutive sellout and have you know figures around the league like really talk about what's happening in salt lake right and and see yeah. it as this like uh, a sea change um, well but, and but 
our eyes are telling us something different. Our eyes sure, tell, but will. also you do have to remember and realize that during the end of the Petki era and during oh, it was bad. The the, Ur, the Freddy Juarez era, like we maybe had twelve thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Regularly. I think both things are true where like so there is a gigantic sea change. Like there is a, a, a big change between yeah, it's way then and now. It, but I don't know that it's five sellout sellouts is a, better. The sellout thing is a little confusing to me just because it doesn't pass the eye test, as it were. Yeah. No, but um, it's also, I mean, we've had this argument with people at the club and like they're not going to budge on it and we're not going to budge on it. I, it's I have tickets distributed. Not had this, I have not had this argument. I will not argue this because I don't care that much. But yeah. Trevor, well, this is pet, I've had this argument one time and I just don't care enough to have it twice. The club won't budge. It's tickets distributed is how they count it. And they're allowed to count tickets that they just give away yeah, but to they like do youth also teams and tickets they give away to elementary schools and tickets that they right. give away that they know nobody's going to use or show up with. And, but so, they do, they do, they do track attendance and those are, those are announced, right? Like actual no, attendance. The, numbers. the attendance numbers that are announced is tickets distributed. That's what really? I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's not tickets scanned. They have those numbers, but they get those numbers like the next day or the day after. Do they the ever game. announce the ticket scanned numbers? I don't think so. Not actively now. They don't, you really don't announce it. And I don't know that they like. So like the MLS it. attendance numbers are the tickets sold. Not MLS attendance numbers are a lie. Yeah. And that goes well beyond RSL. Yeah, and that, well, that's I mean, I sports. Hate, right? This league is hilarious. It's well, not. It's not this league. Like that's sports. That's American sports. They okay. all operate under the same thing. This it's just which team is giving away ten thousand tickets a game versus which team they're buying. Yeah, okay. and Whatever. you know, we had we I'm had glad it was like we're here, right? Like I'd much rather them give tickets away. Oh, sure. and have the stadium go empty. So I don't mean to complain about that. No, they should. They should continue quote selling out the stadium, <laughs> just giving as many tickets as way as they can. I. I, I think I was telling that to Tyler around like one of those those first couple home games, like they were just really hooking people up. Like we had oh, yeah. so many like I was being I was being a coyote for tickets. I was just tra- I was just <laughs> trafficking in the ticket game and I was just collecting as many as I could and and giving them to friends that I knew would go to the game. Like I was like, OK, if I'm giving you these tickets, I'm like telling you that I'm putting myself out there for it, even though, I mean, it really isn't that big of a deal, but I was like, I'll get you tickets if you go. I did have one friend show up after halftime, which insane behavior, yeah. uh, but whatever. Um, she is my most chaotic friend, and I did help her move the other day, in which uh, during the process, after we had completely packed up the U-Haul truck, turns out that she left the keys to the U-Haul in a fanny pack that was buried somewhere in the U-Haul. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she had to climb through the entire U-Haul truck bed in order to find it. Oh, um, that's great. I love it. Same friend. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I love that. If like I have a lot of friends who will go like, I, I mean... If if I push in like friends who are just kind of casual fans or whatever, who just like maybe like doing stuff or whatever, uh, if it, the tickets are like 10 bucks or whatever, they'll they'll even pay that. But if they're free and I can just get friends these free tickets, I can get a lot of people to go. Um, so I loved that. Those like first things. So I and I loved and again, I have to emphasize like the these articles that are coming out about the different the vibe, the vibe shift or whatever, like the stadium feels at least in my experience this season, Trevor, I don't know. I'm assuming it was the same. I heard, I heard and saw a lot about it after that game. Um, and also some shifts in where, uh, Labara is in the South end, I guess made some, uh, I heard some positive feedback about that, but the vibe in the stadium is just 
is just really good. So. Yes. No, for sure. Like we can talk and complain about ticket sales and giveaways and all that crap. And ultimately I don't know that it matters because at the end of the day, it vibes your like night and day from the Kassar Pet Key Freddy The end of the Pet Key era specifically and some of like those early Freddy. Yeah, no, it was. 2019 was was not a good year. Really just like a slog to go to all the games throughout the season and watch soccer and just not be excited about it. And nobody was excited (laughs) about it. And the stadium wasn't fun or exciting in in like any way whatsoever. So. There's a character like there, like even if we don't perform well, which I think this game was kind of funny because I don't think we performed particularly well, but like it just it came through through the broadcast, which is something that definitely lacked. And then from everyone I've talked to that was at the game, it was just like, oh, it was just another really good game. Like those like that, like the decorating the stadium makes a difference, yeah. Yeah. which is really funny that it took huge this difference. long. Yeah. Handing out flags, genius. And uh, after the last home game I went to, there were some dudes that were like riding like lime scooters down 94th South toward that like frontage road. And yeah. one of them was holding the flags and I like pulled up next to him in my car and I was like, put that back next home game. And he was like, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so I hope he did. If you're listening to this, you better have done that. But I um yeah great idea genius genius idea yeah so those are cheap they're like pvc pipes with like some fabric it's great they look great on tv they look great in person it's amazing absolutely so yeah the atmosphere was good um it i don't think the stadium was full but like we said it it doesn't matter at this point it's it and it was kind of just a regular season game against a regular season opponent that to be honest like RSL fans don't have any reason to be like super excited about. Yeah. So considering no that, like us. we played that this is the third time we played them, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're still like a new team and they're yeah. people still don't know if they're good or not. So it uh, they're they're good this year. They are yeah. good this year. But that reminds me of a graphic that the broadcast showed, and I have to so <laughs> um this <laughs> guys, please tell me what this means. Okay. So right before the game started, it said series history third meeting rsl leads 1-0 and 1 home team won both games <laughs> what does that mean what does rsl leads 1-0 and 1 mean uh, oh probably because we scored more like 3-0 oh, win how, versus a 2-0 win or on. something like that i wrote a whole web app just for rsl it. won against austin 1-0 at home and then lost Oops. in austin 2-1 i'm pretty sure uh all right record I have no idea. result versus and then goal difference let's switch to i'm pretty sure Matt it's, a, a uh, it's literally the same but he's we have an even goal differential unless it was 3-1 and no it's even it's zero yeah so yeah, rso so- leads 1-0 and 1 so funny it was kind of like um, I can't remember well, now. We what, lead, so I guess second. I don't know that. what I'm thinking of. There's like this famous like newspaper head. That's like that's the one I'm trying to think yes. of as well. It's like so and so USA wins zero zero or whatever. But, I think it was USA <laughs> wins one one or something against like that. England. Yeah, I think that's what like it was. That. USA <laughs> wins against England one one <laughs> or whatever. RSL leads one zero and one. Home team won both games. I was like, dude, this is good this stuff. Is awesome. Hey, at least they wrote it. Win draw loss. They did the only right way to write these things. I do. I completely agree. But anyway, so yeah, Austin is good this year. I was, I mean, they look good against yeah. against us. They're so a good l- team. Let's uh, so, generally. So Austin's goal. Good players. 
was uh, not, I mean, it was early, right? It was 10, 24th minute. 24th minute. Oh, I just, I have got it right here. Alex Rang uh, comes down the left side and blasts one at the near post um, past and, Zach McMath, right? Yeah, Maybe it was blast. Diego Fagundes took the ball and great pass. Beat a couple guys, made a great pass, and <laughs> Ring just really, beat Zach yeah. McMath. And it came after some like super sloppy midfield play, too. Like, I, I'm sure it did. This was. <laughs> This, I mean, okay, look, we know we don't have Albert anymore, but the, the salary breakdown between the midfielders, like what we're spending on midfield versus defenders and attackers is is, is pretty stark. But I, um, Dunny brought up something on the broadcast where he was talking about like what happens when you play an empty bucket formation, the four four two against a team like this that has these players that are really good at floating between your defensive line and your midfield line. When you were leaving Scott Caldwell and Jasper Loffelson to be both, to you're they're having to look both directions at all times, and like it when you have like there are there are certain players who are just really good at floating between those lines, and this was a good example. Uh, Like Austin does that particularly well, where they have these players that are just really good at finding that space, and when we have these two inexperience well okay scott caldwell is experienced but like i I don't know how experienced i mean together they've probably played like 10 20 minutes minutes. yeah um inexperience together and then like one i guess jasper was the six i guess the more defensive minded midfielder no he was a pablo ruiz role so okay so scott caldwell was the six six stayed stayed back and then jasper had a little bit more freedom to move around yeah but Jasper got, in, I mean, he got in the attack decent amount. Um, but like that was that was another one that that was frustrated by the formation. And like this was another time when I was like, the three four three might afford us something a little bit different because we have that extra center back there that can move up into that space without it being like a huge liability. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm really struggling with the four four two and thinking that this is working well because i don't think it is but whatever and then zach mcmath cheated really hard and got beat at the near post and that angle of the shot from like uh rings perspective like mcmath was come on man yeah so i'm just now looking at not just now i've been kind of perusing it but i just noticed on the who scored for that game yeah uh they credited mcmath with an error that led to the goal on the first goal I'm sure they did because he was he was so far out of position. It was uh, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Like he let come on. Like that was that. That's I didn't notice. Like. I was watching the I mean, I was at the game and I looked at the broadcast uh, from the press box and it didn't seem like he was that far out of position. But you definitely like even if you aren't that far out of position, you definitely can't get beat near post it, it, the, like the worst that. part like, is that he got wrong-footed awful. so like he was already moving to his left so his like balance was on his left foot yeah. going out and, and i saw that and noticed that and like that's like don't do that for sure which was almost the worst thing it's like if he's moving left but he's able to go right easier then that's okay but he was moving left thinking he was going to go even more left um and it was that was pretty tough. I mean, it honestly great run from ring. Yeah, like it, able to get in by able to get in behind that easily. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good goal. It is an error, <laughs> but yeah. it was a good goal. And so, uh, yeah, like I like I mentioned, I watched all up until about the time we scored our first goal. 
Um, the first half I had some problems with, I, I, I didn't, I, I missed the days when we could, uh, do like control possession and dominate possession at home, especially, uh, that wasn't the case for the first half. Not even close. Um, it was like pretty frustrating. 35, 65, something like that. I, I, I don't know. Whole half. It was 60, 40 for possession. Yeah. I, that's, that's an, uh, I think that that already kind of sets us on the back foot. And so like when Pablo talks about our ability to respond, it's like, it's sometimes it's, I mean, I don't know. No one would disagree with this, but like, I don't, I putting that much of a heavy emphasis on our ability to respond kind of leaves out like the unspoken, like maybe we should be the one forcing the response more often, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. And there were some moments like not to, turn this into the Trevor Brady innocence project, but like the, Bobby Wood looked bad in this. He had one moment where he got a shot on frame where he awkwardly, like it was, it was a kind of a bad pass to him. And he like shinned it into the ground at the keeper um, with some force. But um, this was, there was an early moment in the game where, where uh, Chang played like a beautiful pass to him in behind the line. And he just couldn't control the ball. Like literally just couldn't get a foot on it. Um, which was really frustrating. There are times when he's just pushed off the ball so easily. I, I, I don't know. Uh, or he like just tries to control the ball and just can't. Yeah. Like he, the passes to him, he receives the ball and then just like, can't control it. Yeah. With the player then, on his back. And so he just like loses it immediately. And it wasn't because he got like bodied off. It was yeah. just straight up. Like he's just not a good enough soccer player. Like, and he he played a couple decent passes, but he had this one really bad one that the RSL show got like the funniest possible angle of <laughs> where I don't know if you guys saw this, but they yeah. tweeted this out. <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> OK, OK. Where he has he has Michael Chang making like a really good run. Michael Chang had a really good game. Uh, Excellent game. I think, Trevor, you were like took no, a breath I, there. Absolutely. Okay. I agree. Yeah, so he had this really good run, and Bobby Wood, which would you would think would be a simple pass, just like plays it out of bounds, and Chang looks really sad, really frustrated. <laughs> and I don't know, like uh, the Bobby he, Wood, the Bobby Wood thing is is frustrating me. Bobby Wood had two shots on goal in the game, which is good um, from three total shots. So like that's something to i mean good for him but those were like single touch like um it was like the ball rolled to him and he took a shot yeah and he was in good position those times but yeah the the entire rest of the game it's it's a struggle to find anything that he did that contributed positively to this team that wasn't like actively detrimental he had a ball uh, i can't remember if it was the first half or the second half but Jasper um, was leading a counter, um, brought the ball forward and made a pass that would have put Bobby through like one on one. Yeah, and really Bobby just pass. just like, great pass, like the kind of pass you want from that player. Yeah, and, and Bobby just made the wrong run completely. Just yeah, that was rough. And um, he did yeah, get there, a hockey assist for the our first goal. He, he did get near, a hockey he assist. He managed to space. make three or four successful touches and then <laughs> passed it to another RSL player. So credit to him. Um, so let's not forget his most important in, uh, impact on the game. 
uh, he was fouled. Now, that's now, right. I, I say that jokingly, but he did oh. make a really good run on that ball, right? He so did Michael make a really Chang good run. The and it was side, a- wins the ball in wacky fashion and then spring pass forward and great run from Bobby, right? Great run from yeah. Bobby. And one of the few times where like he's gotten the call. I mean, he often, he often goes down when he feels like he's not in a great position to get a goal. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happened here. Like he definitely got fouled. I'm not saying he didn't, but oh, no, I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, that was a good run and a nice first touch with his head. Uh, it just, it looked like he knew he was going to get fouled. And as he, soon as he got fouled, he just took it. Like I said, he got fouled. Nobody's saying he didn't get fouled. It was an obvious like call, but like, <laughs> that's what we, ex- that's what I was expecting from Bobby anyway. Like it's yeah. as soon as somebody was going to touch him, whether it was a hard or soft he, contact, yeah. he was going to go down and he doesn't get that call often. He and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't get that yeah. call, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he did, and like you got to give him credit when that plan does work, and yeah. it did work. It led to a red card and a which changed kick. the game entirely. The red card, free yeah. kick in a great spot <laughs> that kind of got wasted, but first time wasted it. Oh, that was a Miram shot, wasn't it? Or was I it think it was. I think it was a pass to somebody who oh. then tried to make another pass that didn't really work. It was just like a broken play. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to watch it. Chang and. Yasper's got some nice bounce structure. Oh, it was <laughs> it was Miram Lawfelson back to Miram and he just like passed it into the wall. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was really rough. It did not work sad. out. Um, but yeah, the red card, of course, can't be understated because that really did change the game. And it turns out it's easier to play against 10 guys than <laughs> eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder what ha- I I, I listened now. to I was I was listening to the RSL or uh RSL Sunday show Sundays with RSL Sundays with uh, Alex and Ethan. But um, I mean, they were, I mean, they they were talking about that in particular where uh, Alex was saying like, I don't know if, if we get that red card or if they get the red card, then we win that game. And I, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, the game definitely changed in the second half and that was three minutes into the second half, I think, or two and a half minutes. Or something it was, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was put down as the 47th minute. So it was yeah, really early so, in the second half to give you some numbers that will support what you're talking about, Kyle. Um, first half we had, it was like we said, it was 60, 40 possession. Our passing success rate was 76% uh, compared to 86 for Austin. Sure. Um, the yeah, second I, half post red card, uh, possession was 52 to 47 in favor of RSL. Yeah. Our past success rate was 84% to their 80. We should just always play with 11 versus 10. That I sounds that's great. The secret. Yeah. So it was, it was noticeably, obviously visibly better soccer from RSL. I mean, just through the entire second half, but obviously after that red card, it, yeah, I don't I mean, know if I want to give full credit to the red card because we know that Pablo no, has think, you know halftime magic that he can pull right. out. But <laughs> I mean, we we yeah, but it was to, a to, it was uh, night and day teams from the first half to the second half. It was, well, and that the, the, has to be part of it. It Sorry. hurts so much to get a red card right after the second half starts, right? Yes. You go in with revised plans, and then they're just tossed out immediately. It's just yeah, and it's they, hard to find a more jarring time that's not like the second minute. 
Yeah, and it was the um, they made two substitutions uh, about f- uh, what is that six minutes after after that? Yeah, not um, that were ostensibly defensive substitutions. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely changed the way Austin like their whole plan for the second half. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, like there's something there. There, there's definitely something. There's credit where credits due. Like RSL did look like. <laughs> Again, against 10 men, they did look a lot more inspired coming out like that, that Bobby was in on goal uh, before the, the red card happened. So yeah. um, that was, that here's, was good. Here's like another positive. fun number. Um, sure. RSL had f- 14 shots total on the game. 11 of them came in the second half. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens this weekend and then next because. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I just didn't I watching this game again, I was frustrated with uh, yeah, all those shots came in the second half. I didn't see a ton of stuff that felt like reproducible, replicable. No, I mean um, it's hard when when you're playing against 10 to reproduce yeah. that, right? Because there's so, there's space that opens up that isn't there normally. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like I yeah. So I an amazing very good result <laughs> i don't know about amazing result it's 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 the expected result and it's a good result yeah and it's minimum result acceptable result at home against 10 right yeah yeah if we had also one i mean we came very close to not winning this game uh multiple times yeah. in the last five minutes so okay i mean i don't know how much we need to talk about after we score i mean uh, the, our goal was really good our first goal was really good uh miram with some decent play on the end line uh chang with a amazing first touch to get some space um who was who was it fring that was guarding him um, it was like somebody i was confused was was back there i can't remember anyway um i um yeah like from then until we scored i uh again i was kind of getting frustrated again even though i knew the outcome of this game i was like okay (laughs) yeah Um, i have a hard time watching i I, like this game was fun more fun to rewatch because i knew we were gonna win and i hate rewatching games where i like watching rewatching that natural one was such a chore yeah um but i man, yeah that let's see who was it that was guarding it was fring which is so weird they had moved from chang was nice um great shot back post yeah so uh, between then and when's our second goal 88th minute the 88th minute so julio comes in at um i i should say there there were a couple of other moments where we almost scored marcelo silva almost had a goal in the first half right where he got a shot off a corner inside like the near the penalty spot yeah and the one that he it. uh skied yeah, that was a bummer. Cordova forced a really good save out of their keeper in the first half. Um, he kind of it was like kind of a, a scrum, and he just put a foot to it. Keeper didn't know a ton about it, but like got up in time and hit it over. So that was great. I'm still wish we could see a little bit more from Cordova. Um, yeah, you know that's still a frustration of mine. But uh, yeah, so. Anderson Julio comes in, provides a very like he's he's just he's like he's like a pinnacle of what a substitute in soccer should be. He's so good as a sub. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, chain, and, yeah. 
again, like his game at RSL, his play uh, is just accentuated against 10 men as well. Like it's another move that like, there's so much space. He is a great player to bring off the bench late in the game, but it's even better when you're playing against a team that's been down a man for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Just his ability to make those runs and like find the right run to make almost every time right is is fascinating yeah. because he doesn't do that when he starts and it's very confusing yeah no. so there's this moment where they are playing with like almost all nine outfield players behind the ball and anderson julio is still able to like blow by the defenders they do have um the, in the 80th minute and he just like creates so much space for himself where he has all the time and then plays like just a lovely diagonal ball to, <laughs> to Andrew Brody, who's just lurking. And uh, his form on his shot is so funny because he like takes it fully in stride. And like, I mean, it's great technique. He like stays completely over the ball. He just like passes it into the top corner, which is just brilliant. Which, I mean, that's what you want on that. Like I mean that I kind of shot yeah. from that spot, that kind of pass, like Top what of the you want him to do is placement over power. Yeah, dude. Did you have fun in the press box when that happened? Uh yeah. Did you celebrate that, loudly? That would have been no, I didn't. It was because like I said, it was one of those that like you could see the pass and you could see Brody approach it. And like to me, it was just one of those moments where it's like, oh, this is a goal for sure. As long as Brody can keep it on frame, there's no way he doesn't score. And so it was just, for me, it was like a realization of something that like I already knew was happening. But it <laughs> was crazy. He he hit it around two defenders. Yeah, no, it was a phenomenal shot. But it was just one of those. It, it was the same kind of thing, Matt. You remember when uh, Rubin had his bike against San Jose? Mm. You just see it like metastasizing. Like you see it coming and like you know that it happened but it doesn't like hit you what just happened for like a few seconds oh yeah it was that kind of wow. thing so there wasn't like an immediate celebration or anything for me it was just what like if, it took a few seconds for it to like sink in that like oh yeah we just went ahead in the final two minutes and like we're gonna win this game scott caldwell almost accidentally defended that play for austin too uh, not, when i <laughs> I like knew we scored on it, but when I saw that, I almost like got sick to my stomach because Scott Codwell makes a little <laughs> like attempt at a back heel on the ball. Yeah. Which would have which would have ruined it. Yeah. And he misses. <laughs> and it goes right to I was like, oh man, if he had done that, we would have been robbed as like what might be the end up being the goal of our season. So um yeah, that's amazing goal. Love to see that. Uh but I mean what a response from the crowd. We love that. Uh, just a delightful shot from Brody, who first career MLS goal um, and uh, first game like days after signing a new contract. And then what a story, right? Literally seconds later, while the red smoke is still on the field, Austin almost scores. Um, like twice. Like, tw- like twice. And one of those saves from McMath was like, uh <laughs> it was one of those where like he didn't really know like, that he had made the like save Dunny said i don't know how much he knew about it yeah, because exactly. he was kind of just going down to his knee and oh, uh yeah. the ball hit his knee <laughs> yeah 
So and good for Zach McMath. For guys, what, if, what if they had scored that? Yeah, and I'm sick thinking about that. I mean, I think it's actually like important to recognize those moments, right? Because we look weak, and uh, that's that's it's terrifying. Um, yeah, that was that another down like up a man. They didn't. It's not like they had a chance to make a bunch of subs and uh, take a more attacking bent. Uh, it was right. just lackluster midfield again. Uh, you were saying, Kyle. About- sorry, all over the place yeah. this evening. Yeah, so we had Tageman and Andrew Brody on that. Like, I, I can't believe, I mean, I can believe it because I'm very skeptical. You've seen about, this team play before? About Schmidt. Like, how they have 10 men on the field, and we somehow are unable to defend the pass from midfield and are unable to defend between Brody Schmidt and Silva, like we couldn't track a single guy on the back post that played the ball in square in order to set up the shot that almost, almost scored, which would have been such a disaster. So well, that was a player like coming in that wasn't marked either. Right. Yeah. The guy that, yeah, that second ball. Oh my gosh. I, I know the outcome of this game and I still get sick. Like looking at that, like, yeah, we have four defenders on two guys and they, it required a McMath wonder save. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So six uh, minutes of stoppage. Michael Chang goes down. Anderson um, Julio as well. Yeah. Chang looked like normal cramping. Anderson Julio goes down. What? Uh, three, three minutes into stoppage. Uh, um, give or take. Something like that. Yeah. Limps around. We substitute him. Of course we sub, but. Wait, did we? Oh, did we no, not? Did we? We did no, not. He, we were out of substitutions. Oh, were we? we were out of substitution windows. And um, oh. so we ended up playing with 10 men to end the game, I believe. <laughs> yeah. When, when Anderson Julio went down, we just kept Anderson Julio out until the game was over. Which, yeah, he went. Um, if he's hurt, uh, that's a. And it, well, it's a hamstring tightness. That's what it looked like. It's what we were told, something like that. Yeah, no, it just. He. Looked like he pulled up after a run, but didn't look like he pulled up like because he was like actually like hurt. I think he was just like, oh, I'm done. I can't play anymore because I'm, I'm like dead. out of energy. Um, or at least that's what it seemed like to me in the press box. Like it looked like he just knew that he had reached his limit and wasn't going to hurt or damage anything further. Oh, yeah. Um, we heard that. I mean, Anderson came in in the 64th minute, which ostensibly is 30 minutes of playtime. And he hasn't really played or practiced with his team a whole lot yet. We're yeah. not really sure what his level of fitness is. Um, I heard that he was not expecting to play more than 20 or 15 minutes. Sorry, 15 or 20 minutes this game. Yeah. So I think it's definitely possible that the team just tried to get more out of him than he had in the tank. And all we, we keep, that is and if he's like injured, then yeah. that's really, really bad and really dumb. And we're just back to the beginning of the season again. And the play that he pulled up on, if he didn't pull up, he would have been in on goal again. I don't know if like you guys rewatched it, but it's it it's the uh let's see. Not it's the exact exactly 93 double O. So yeah. the nine exactly the 93rd minute, as soon as the 93rd minute starts. Um <laughs> Anderson Julio, like there's no way he could, like if he were at full strength, full speed, there's no way he wouldn't have gotten to this ball. Um, he plays himself through and then pulls up after making some slight contact with the defender. And that's when he's done. So, yeah, yeah it doesn't uh, look good, does it? No, it doesn't look good, but it doesn't look awful. 
I guess. No, like I said, it, it, it looked concerning and it looked like it looks like something to keep an eye on. But my impression from the press box, which whatever that's worth, was that he wasn't like actually Almost injured. Like it God. just seemed like he was just like, all right, God I'm done. Mode. Yeah. Like, I can't do with this anymore. I, yeah, I, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. He's, and we have cause to worry, right? Like, or we had the yeah, rash of injuries to start the season and then calm down. Demir Krylik is still out from that. Oh no, yeah. don't worry. He's uh he's day to day, Matt. He'll be fine. Yeah, or <sighs> quote, so, hopefully sooner rather than later is like yeah. the most optimistic. Day to day, hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later. He's been day to day for like three weeks now, so yep. He'll be back it's, out it's there. It's a don't nerve thing in his back, is that right? That's anyway. what we were told. Yeah, it's something uh, in his back. Surely not a big deal. Um, yep. Oh man, guys. Yeah. Wow. But then we have to have the conversation of like, how does this team play with the mirror? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think that they do, but whatever, let's, we're I mean, not I, doing that. We're not good now. Um, we won and we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's worth, I guess, pointing out that we are doing well on like a point points per game basis. Yeah. Um, and by well, I mean like, good for like, above our weight yeah not like supporter shield status um, no and it's like the today being the salary dump day is a perfect day to like bring it up like again this roster is not a championship roster this is not a good roster and that shows in the salary we're yeah. 28 out of 28 teams as far as like salary spend yeah we, we yeah. don't spend money on or we haven't spent money on players. We've got a new ownership that ostensibly will. We haven't seen it. When we do see it, then I'll start believing it. But like this team being the team that it is made up of the players that it is keeping this team in playoff contention is phenomenal and they should absolutely get credit for it. But <laughs> you definitely like it's a big but because like, yeah, are they going to do that all season? can they is that that, like that's why i'm so obsessed with like there's no indication that like this is all sustainable and like this is how we're gonna play and succeed every single game because every single game it's stuff like oh we get a red card and then we're able to like like a defender a a defender scores a worldie (laughs) yeah andrew brody never scored a goal before in his life scores a goal he scored goals i shouldn't say that never scored an mls goal shows up out of nowhere in the last couple of minutes of the game and sure. scores a, a world-class goal. Like you can't count on that every single game. Right. Yeah. And that's why you and can't so count more, on that any game, right? Like, no, right. And, and the more it that happens, happens those are bonus goals. More that it happens. Awesome. Like we'll absolutely take it, but we're, we're punching above our weight. And one of these days, I don't know if you guys remember, I love the phrase regress to the mean. Oh, I remember. Oh my gosh. Because I, after the like 2013 year, some MLS writer, and I think it was Andrew Weeby, said that <laughs> RSL was going to start regressing to the mean, oh, and we've been no, performing was, above our expectations. And everybody threw a fit, and then it turns out that like they were right. We yeah, were yeah. like, we were performing above our expectations for oh, a while, and then we stopped. I and just I, got to I'm, the the second goal they almost scored in the ninety seventh minute. Ninety six twenty eight, they score almost score the exact same type of goal. Long yeah. ball to the right wing who plays it square across, and we can't deal with it. And they get another shot on frame, but it was a weak shot, and it goes to Zach. But yeah, Trevor, you're absolutely right, and that's why like with Nashville, that Nashville game in particular, and like to an extent this game too, like 
um, and Alex brought this up on their podcast, but it's something that we've been saying is like, we talked about this in preseason. It's just like, who are we trying to be? How are we trying to play to make the most out of the, like the team that we have? Um, and right now I still see a team that can't possess the ball at home. Uh, that's extraordinarily weak in the midfield, which, uh, bleeds into, uh, bleeds negatively both into our attack and our defense and unrecognizable patterns that like non-existent patterns that allow us to be, uh, successful in certain ways when we are changing the roster up when we're playing with different players, et cetera. Like we don't have Demir Kralik playing and Aaron Herrera has, is like essentially been our leading assist guy from last year has been neutralized offensively. Um, and we're still net. We're like trying to play like long balls to our wingers who aren't good in the air and playing crosses to Cordova or wood who are both not good in the air. It's just like that stuff is still a concern. And I'm very glad we got, we got this one and I would never say anything bad about like, I will never talk down on a result. I'm just like the way that we're playing still concerns me yeah. quite a bit. And I just don't know how to like, if we're, if we're not going to, I mean, again, like we're last in league in, in, in salary on players right now. It's going to hope maybe change one or two spots or maybe three, four. I don't know when Sovereigno comes in. Um, we have to have, if you're, if we're going to be one of these teams that's at the bottom of the league in spending, then we have to be one of the teams that's like really smart about the way that we play with the players we have and being reactive <laughs> that requires like games like this to go down in order to get a win. <clears throat> I don't love, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like sustainable still, but, uh, love the vibes for sure. Yeah. Oh, Sure. Anyway. It's kind of a meme at this point, but the like X spirit yeah. thing, like that's the only like explanation. Like it, it really feels like a lot of our moments this season that have been good, um, where we've scored goals or like won games off of, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, just the way that this team plays, it feels a lot like guys have like established positions and roles, but it's also them just going out there and just like trying stuff yeah you know like like you said there's no consistent patterns of play it feels like every time that somebody is on the ball they are making a decision from scratch yeah yeah it's you know what i mean feels like, like they're gonna make a, a bad pass. way <laughs> they're gonna make a pass and then that person that receives that pass has to figure it out from there like who's gonna and, be where like and everybody else just has to like make it up as they go yeah. and that kind of seems like how we're playing I know. and yeah like you said it, it's pure vibes and right now the vibes are good but i i'm just waiting <laughs> for the vibes to be bad because like this can't continue can it if it yeah. does like so here's why i don't that's think awesome. it will continue okay um and that's so so one of the things i built into the forum guide uh is days between games which i think is a really like that that can be an instructive thing when you think about like the strength of a squad right sure like good teams are capable of winning in those situations um rsl has had a pretty fortunate schedule um and i know people like to say like oh they've had three games in eight days or three games in seven days and when you have us open cup obviously that makes it difficult although 
don't get me started on that again. <laughs> um, so starting with week 20, uh, so July, once July hits, uh, we have four days between the game, four days, six, seven, 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 eight. So we've got a good stretch there. And then four, four, six, three, four to end the season. And that's where it really starts to get compressed. And that's where I think we'll be tested the most strongly. Um, because with our with our rash of injuries, with our honestly shallow squad, like we are we are playing to we're playing Jasper Leffelsen in a game against one of the best teams in MLS. That's not ideal, right? In like, like a critical role, too. Yeah. And yes, he performed, and I think he did better than I expected. Yeah. So I don't mean this is like Jasper was bad or is a bad player, but he's a college draft pick. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't want to have to do that, right? Yeah. And when it starts to get tight, you have to do that more often. Yeah. And you have to do that with play, you know, with Michael Chang, who is somehow our, our best attacking player. <laughs> Justin Miram can't play three games in seven days. Right. He he can barely play 90 minutes most of the time, right? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm worried. And yeah. it, it's going to require real strengthening, not not one player. But we are we are weak because we have a bunch of young players who we do not expect to play and we don't want playing. Yeah. Like, I don't want yeah. to be okay, but, for the first team. No, I mean, I but, do eventually, but he's 14 and we've got, you know, 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds yeah. who we don't want to have to play yet. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. That we don't know the answer to. I love unanswerable questions. This is a segment on the rewatchables. They uh, they do this. So I (laughs) like that we're also adopting the unanswerable questions section. Are those players so every week we get an availability report and every week it has like six guys that are listed as on assignment with monarchs? Yes. Are those players eligible to play for RSL? Yes. Otherwise, they wouldn't you be say that as on assignment, right? Okay, but are they part of like the RSL like MLS roster? Because we've yeah. got with Severino coming in, we've got like thirty four guys on the roster. Oh yeah, and I, there's something weird going on. I don't know that we're allowed to have thirty four guys on an MLS roster. And at this point, nobody really knows how that functions with MLS Next Pro, right? That's yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like. There's got this is information that we don't have, so that's why I'm yeah. saying we probably can't answer it. But my theory is that those guys are basically treated as on loan and not actually like counting against the RSL cap or on the RSL like MLS roster. So I don't think we can even go to that point in the roster because I don't know that like we are allowed to because they may not be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, because I, we got thirty-four <laughs> guys, and apparently we're going to make two or three more like DP signings this summer if we get sanctioned or something next, like oh, enter Miami. I would love it. <laughs> it'd be so awesome. Um, I'm sure they're they're above board on this, but it's, I, I honestly it's think they have right? to be. It's it it does feel like a thing where um, MLS is just being in like super obtuse about the rules between, um between like MLS next pro and MLS like there's I'm sure there's something like there I mean it seems like Elliot is really smart about these kind of things it's just annoying that we don't know and we've asked so many 
Trevor specifically has asked so many times. We just can't get clarification on it. Where it's like we don't know who's taking a senior roster spot. And then yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, um, should we talk Montreal very briefly? Um, uh, Montreal's very good, I think. Top of the East, I believe. Yeah. They I really like ever since um yeah. They haven't they? lost since uh, week three against New York City FC. Oh, ever since they brought on uh, Wilfred Nancy as their coach, like I've really liked Montreal. They're cool, man. I like Montreal. They had a little a bit of a rough start to the season, but yeah, they've ever since April second, they and played they've got um, seven games and drawn once and lost zero. So they are killing it. They've got uh, what's what's his name? Um, who's playing super well? Uh, uh, Mihailovic. Mihailovic, yeah, he's really good. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like these East Coast teams just because I like rarely have to think about them in context of like RSL playing against them. Yeah, um, Mihailovic is leading the team in scoring and assists with six and three. Um, he's just been a really good player so far, and they are yeah top of the East right now. Tied with 20 points with Orlando and Philadelphia, hitting on goal differential. Um, Who else yeah. is on their team? They've got uh, Alistair Johnson, who's like a young, up and coming, like Canadian international. Mm-hmm. Um, played have, for the national team have, a couple uh, times. Victor Wanyama. Did you know that? Yeah. And he's like good. I mean, that's <laughs> obvious, but like yeah. he's playing. They also have like a, he actually like still cares about playing well which is Kai Kai Kamara which is uh incredible one of those guys that kind of just haunts us a little bit I think yeah uh East and uh Ismail Kone is another one to Mm. keep an eye on Georgie Canadian and Romel Kyoto who's been in the league for years and I seem to remember he played really well against RSL I got a lot of Canadian guys on this on this roster oh yeah a lot of Canadian defenders actually weirdly all of their Defenders are Canadian, except three of them. They've got, hmm. yeah, they've got, they got a very international roster. Yeah. How do they have uh, this many? Wait, do can, Canadians count as internationals for Canadian teams? I can't remember. They do not. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, how they do don't. they, they do for, uh, for American teams, teams? Yeah. Uh, um, interesting note going into this game. So Montreal is owned by Joey Saputo. Yes. Who also owns, uh, or at least is a part owner in Genoa in Italy. Oh, really? Um, which is part of the, like how they've gotten some international players in the past is like they've just come from Genoa or they just use like their Italian connections to scout players and sign them for Montreal, which is really cool. Genoa is about to be relegated um, from Serie A. So Ooh, do you think we see some uh, movement over then? I could definitely see them bringing a player or two from Genoa over to Montreal Dude, at the end of the of season, course, which would be course. fun. You know so much about Joey Saputo, who's famous, who's got rich from his family's dairy product company. <laughs> Saputo's <laughs> Saputo. Why do you have to edit this out so that we don't have big dairy <laughs> that is claiming true. responsibility for this? Of course, Trevor's in the, in the pocket of big dairy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's this so is, This funny. has been the play all along, boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. How is he? Is he really that rich? Yeah, I mean, yes. literally, like, they... The stadium is named after his, yeah. after him. So. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got money. Stadia Saputo. Um, wow. uh, anyway, so one of his teams is about to be relegated. So that's interesting from a Montreal standpoint. 
Um, also, uh, Italian news, uh, Milan's about to win the Scudetto. So just want to. Is that good or bad? That's outstanding. Very We're big good. fans of that happening. I'm sad. Be- well, I mean, I'm a Juventus fan by blood, but I like, I like Milan. I just They're like cool. Trevor to be happy. Trevor, did you see uh, Paulo Dybala's farewell thing? It was pretty sad and emotional. Who's? Paulo Dybala from Juventus. Oh, no. I saw that he said or did something, but I'm not really a huge Paulo Dybala fan. Like, yeah. I know he's a good player, but I don't really care. I love him. And, and he, I uh, don't yeah. really care about Juventus either. Sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, if you like <laughs> heartfelt moments, he... Uh, I- agree it probably was he got subbed off and it was like a like a 10 minute crying spree from everyone mm-hmm. in the entire oh stadium. it was the clip that yeah everybody was like this is his last moments in event to shirt yeah everybody gets sad about it i don't even know where he's going actually isn't he yeah. a free agent Ooh. yeah but i don't know where i think Ma- he's got Montreal lines impact. i mean oh, i need to watch i need to watch top gun sorry I oh and toronto is uh <laughs> Toronto's about to get Lorenzo Insigne. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer, well, that'll be signing. good because they've lost their last five consecutive games. <laughs> but you know who has uh, not lost since the second week? The FC Dallas. Oh, Ooh. yeah, the actually good FC he's, Dallas? Yeah, he's, Herrera is, an, is just extraordinary. He's a great yeah. striker. He's like the the next Pepe. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. better than Pepe. I'm going to go ahead Maybe and say if he it. goes somewhere, we can get... Uh, a player from that team on loan too. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. A couple of other notes around the Montreal game. Scott Caldwell did pick up a yellow card. Seemed fairly unnecessary. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah. What um, are you going to do? So he'll be out on Sunday. And again, this is a Sunday game. Uh, what else? Uh, we'll see. Another Sunday. Oh, it's an away game. I don't like. care if it's a uh, day game or not. Rubio Rabin apparently lost his starting spot. Uh, and we'll see if David Ochoa emerges from. Oh, speaking of Rubio Rabin, should mention uh, shout out to him for getting his switch to the Guatemala national team. That's right. Yeah, good He's for going him. to represent them internationally from now on, which we are all stoked good about. Move. That's awesome. Good for yeah. him. May he score many goals and start playing again for ourselves. We, in a system that makes sense. We love our Guatemalan stands for Rubio Rubin. Every single time the team posts anything about Rubio Rubin on like Instagram, like all of the comments is just a whole bunch of people posting like Guate and then just the Guatemalan flag like over and over and over and over. Should we post the Guatemalan flag in our description to see and Rubio Rubin to see if... Uh... Oh, we should. Dude. We would get a million downloads. Wow. The entire nation of Guatemala would download it and... Post emojis. Oh, we should use that as a way. I've to... always wanted to disappoint an entire nation. <laughs> That'd be so funny if they like the entire nation tuned into this podcast to like hear an exclusive, and it's just us talking about me spilling drinks on my computer. <laughs> Speaking well, of which, do you guys think I should keep these shoes? I can't decide or not. Um, what's the, the what's the it's purple? Like, yeah, the purple is kind of interesting, but we've yeah. got like some kind of like chocolate brown yeah. slash black. I can't decide. This is like kind of blue suede. I don't know if the colors work for me. I know. I'm trying to think. I feel like they. I feel like they need to just be pants, like worn out, and then they'll it'll look a lot better. Kind of oh yeah, if they age well, yeah. 
Yeah. Like some of my favorite shoes that I've got are just like, I mean, whatever when they were new, but once they get worn a little bit, like, yeah, I love the everything just looks better. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's good for those listening. It's a Nike SB dunk and it's, it's a great shoe, but I bought them and I was wondering they're 10 and a half. I, well, you know, I think they think they would look kind of good with tan pants, but I'm not sure. If you decide to get rid of them, I don't know if you want these. Let me know. I'm not oh. usually a Nike shoe guy, but the other I thing is that I shoes. was thinking about I have a dentist appointment tomorrow and he and I always talk about my sneakers. So I was thinking <laughs> about giving giving him a go with him and see what he thinks. Oh yeah. You're like, hey man. But then I couldn't return. I mean, I could sell them for a little bit more than I bought them for. So yeah, I mean it, it's the black with the dark blue that just isn't isn't yeah. resonating for me. Yeah, it's like here's the thing black and brown is kind of a thing that a lot of people are like you can't do that at all but i personally love it oh yeah but the yeah the blue is what's kind of throwing it off yeah um black and blue the brown and blue like that all goes together but i think all three of them together don't really don't really work yeah anyway thanks for thanks for the input (laughs) both you guys and the country of guatemala that's what we're here for looking forward to hearing from them that. Well, it's it's after midnight, so uh, it's a late. Oh, hey, Wordle. <laughs> and and on that note, uh, I guess uh, it's probably as good a time as any to say goodnight. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye.